Blog Talk Radio. All right, then. There it is. Music. And that means we're back with you. It's nice to be here from sunny Seattle, Washington right now. It's still sunny here. And with me is Mr. Tony Lamar in... Where are you? I'm out here in Austin, Texas, people. I'm so excited to be here on another episode of uh, it's I'm the 80s hour or so, where we look back at the 80s and just smile. Ah, yes. The smiles that the 80s bring to me. Why, they're as unique as the pleasure your mother brings to all of us. Wow. Yes, that's right. My mom's actually listening <laughs> to this episode. My mom was actually I, listening for the first time. And uh, for there the you go. First time All right. ever. Yeah. And I started up <laughs> really quickly. I started up. Well, hi there, everybody. It's a pleasure to be back with you a day early in the week because somebody's got a gig this week and they're going to be on set later this week. Hmm. All, all week. All week. I'm sorry. I'm leaving town tomorrow for four days to shoot a movie uh, that uh, I can't say because I'm contracted to discuss it. But uh, I'm not saying it's a Marvel film, but, you know, it could be, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not but, good at all. It's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as, as Tony said, we are uh, Juan and Tony, and we're here with you with the 80s hour or so. We're going to spend about an hour with you tonight. And what we're going to be talking about are sequels of the 1980s. So it's not just one year. It's going to be the whole gamut of the decade. And we might step outside the decade because some, you know, movies did start in the 80s, did start in the 70s, ended in the 90s, and uh, even into the 2000s with one of them that I might be talking about. So, mm. yeah. So, Tony, right. I'll let you start. Who do you want to start with? What movie? Well, I want to start with a movie that it, it kind of goes where you're talking about how it actually starts in the 70s, it goes in the 80s. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about Halloween, Halloween 2. Halloween 2 came out in 81. Now, this little backstory. When I saw Halloween and Halloween 2, it's pretty much around the same time. So here's the, here's the big funny thing about this one. I love the first Halloween, but I saw it in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> in the, you know, this, I felt safe and I was okay and I was able to make it through it. So what um so what I do I begged my brother to take go see Halloween two in theater. All right. Now ready for this? I was so scared of that movie. I left the movie to not watch that one, but I ended up watching which was right next door, which happened to be American World in London. Just some just to give you some reference, which I went from one horror movie to a better horror movie. And as but Halloween two, I. I it's it's I like this movie. I have to admit I was surprised I liked Halloween too. It's a decent sequel. It's 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 ranked as one of the best horror sequels because it, yeah. it just moved forward from what left left on on part one. They moved right forward. It's the same night, and but somehow um, Lori new hair new hairstyle and yeah I don't know how that worked out. But hey, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's well, weird about this movie is. Did her whole hairstyle change? 
Yes. You look at a picture of her from Halloween and then look at a picture of her in Halloween 2. It's like drastically from like whoever did the hairstyle did not watch the first movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, there are two things that I want to add to what you're just talking about with Halloween 2. Number number 1 is that uh it was not directed by John Carpenter and no. he and he did not like the fact that they made Michael Myers more of um they still called him like the figure but, the shape uh the shape yeah that's it the shape but uh they made him more human by giving him a sister you know yes. like yeah. they said Lori was his sister he's after mm-hmm. no Michael no that's that's my mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance uh, imitation and then <laughs> the, no Michael Oh, the best but, uh, line. Evil has escaped. The evil. <laughs> the evil has escaped. The evil, the evil has escaped. The evil. <laughs> I warned you. Hey, I want to tell you a real quick fact here. It was so messed up. Doctor, um, what's his name again? What's his doctor name? Doctor Loomis. Loomis. Doctor Loomis is a jerk, man. He is a jerk. I'll tell you why. If you watch the first Halloween movie, when he leaves the hospital after he the, the escape. And he walks to the car. He's talking to some guys. Hey, yeah, I told you guys, blah, 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 right? He's walking to the car. He gets in the car and drives off. What you don't notice unless you look carefully, he's parked in a handicapped spot. spot. <laughs> 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 There's a big old sign that says handicapped parking. Dr. Loomis did not care. He cares about Michael Myers. I don't care about handicapped parking. <laughs> I swear, look it up, people. I am not kidding. He is a park in a handicap zone and he don't care and drive the car and just or whatever. Damn. Well, and then the other thing I wanted to add was mm-hmm. that Halloween three, since we're talking about sequels came out in 82 and it was called season of the witch, which was supposed to lead into an anthology series and not just focus on Michael Myers anymore, but it didn't really go over well with fans of the, no. True Halloween no. series. No. So then in 88, Michael Myers came back with the return of Michael Myers. And it's set mm-hmm. 10 years after the original massacre, which would have been 78 to 88. So, mm-hmm. and there is Loomis again. No, Michael, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Halloween well, like I said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was enjoyable. And I think you kicked it off great because that did, that's a perfect example because it actually went into the late nineties, early two thousands. It wasn't the one I was talking about, but with Halloween H2O, I think that was Mm -hmm. 98, right? H2O came out in the nineties. Yeah. I think it was 98. So I'm not, uh, at 97, 90, 98. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I remember seeing scenes that in, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and I was there back in 98 visiting. So you're right. You're right. It was definitely 98. You're right. So, and then it's had a reboot since then. It's going to have another reboot uh, coming mm-hmm. up in 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. It's just a gift that keeps on giving. And speaking of gifts that keep on giving, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Original came out in 1984. And had, I think, mm-hmm. five sequels to follow up, plus uh, Freddy versus Jason. So mm-hmm. that, that one just kept going. 
and going. Uh, the, fir- the the original, of course, was one of the most original horror movies at the time. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I liked it. I remember watching okay. it. I, I do. I remember seeing it in Virginia, and was like, that was actually pretty cool. I remember just saying afterwards, I was you, you get all caught up in a movie, and then like afterwards, you're like, no, that wasn't that bad. That was one of those moments. You know, like, I can dig this one. This is pretty cool. Yes. But they kind of stumbled out the door with number two. It kind of Freddy was number two. Yeah, Freddy's Revenge, where he's trying to uh, uh, possess this teenage kid. And the tagline on the poster is, the man of your dreams is back. I'll remember he says, <laughs> you're all my children. I remember he says that in the movie. And I think, here's an example of where the studios don't realize what they have. They know the first one was successful, and they say, hey, you, you, go take a script and make a sequel to um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And not worry about the anthology or try to make something, you know, just just quick make another movie. Because it didn't really, I don't think really tie into the one that well, a little bit, it kind of was forced. But they made up with that with um, the Dream Warriors, which was the third one, right? Yeah, Dream Warriors with, was number yeah. three, came out in 87. Yeah, and that one was actually pretty cool. I remember seeing that in the theater. I thought that was pretty cool. The Dream Warriors. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So that's a definitely good like the series. Song. <laughs> Who? The Dawkins song. Don Dawkins sang uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then they had the a- Dream Master in 88. Was and a- then the yeah. Dream Child. Yeah, it just kind of went from there where he became more of a comic figure than anything else. He had all the one-liners and everybody wanted to be in there. And there were a bunch of cameos and uh, he kind of lost me, but I was still a fan. Mm -hmm. All right. So my friend, what's another sequel that you enjoyed in the eighties? This sequel was movie. I was waiting for, because even the first movie, they told you there's a part two coming out. So from after this movie ended, like, I cannot wait for Superman 2! <laughs> Superman, Superman 2 was a good, was a good was, movie. I could not wait for the summer of 1980 to see Superman 2. I was blown away by it. I, I, was, a, I was a huge Superman fan uh, when, before I met Batman. <laughs> Yeah, when I discovered Batman, like Superman, no way, man. I'm done with you. I'm all about Batman. But in my early days, I thought Superman was a bomb. I love Superman. Superman two has some real villains that go at it. He lost his powers, and you know he lost his powers just to get some lady action. And that should be hinted to all you guys. You lose your identity when you get involved with a woman. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, you're gonna score big points with the female audience out there. It's like he gave up his powers or his balls no. <laughs> to be with a woman. Yeah. It's like, like, I don't know, man. That's a power to fly. I heard sex is cool, but I don't know, man. That's really a, that's a commitment. And he may not be that good. Come on, man. Look what he gave up, man. Come on. It's, it must be tough to be in the bird. <laughs> and all that for... Margot Kidder? Ooh. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Superman did Man, there was plenty of ladies. 
in other movies. But he made up in Superman three with that blonde chick, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How many Superman but, uh, movies I, were there? Uh, were Superman there four? four. The Quest for Peace, which was, um, it was again the the. I'm, I always go back to why this film was such a terrible film. It got sold to a lower company, I mean, a company with a lower budget, and, and it looked, they, they cheap Superman. Yeah. They really did. They cheaped it down just to get the title out there and and just get that weekend box office because it was a terrible movie. It was it was worse than Superman three, and Superman three was pretty bad. Yeah, that was Warner Brothers. So to, I mean, they topped it. So you know how bad Superman three was? Wait till you see the Quest for Peace. <laughs> we did our best to make this the worst movie possible. <laughs> but unfortunately, yes, we, it, it, yeah. oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, so unfortunately, it's such a great beginning. It, it just, I mean, for you know, Chris Reeve, I really wish all his movies were great. But unfortunately, the last two really, you know, he really loved being Superman. I can tell that he really liked it. And as a child, by the time Superman 4 came out, I was 17 when it came out, I was done. Like I was trying to give it a chance, but it was just, the last two were terrible. So I'm saying for our sequel, Superman 2, that's where it ends. Don't go any further than that. There's three and four. Don't. Please, please just leave it at one and two. And if you're really a Superman, get the, the original um, Donner version of Superman 2. It's awesome. So that's how I felt. What, what about you? I really enjoyed the Superman uh, movie, the original. Uh, the Richard Donner edit is better. You know, when, when they, they do the director's cut. And then, of course, I agree with you. Uh, I always I always appreciate a villain that can that can match you for wit for wit and then also in strength. And that's what uh, the uh, the people from the Phantom Zone could give mm-hmm. that Lex Luthor could never give. You know, Lex mm-hmm. Luthor's thing is always, oh, I, I found a kryptonite rock uh, up somebody's button around the corner and I'm going to use it against Superman. Superman finds a way out of that. And then, you know, he kicks his butt, mm-hmm. you know, there's no physical fear there. There's only, I just need to get away from the kryptonite. So mm-hmm. I really dug it when, um, there were these villains who had the same powers as him. Cause there's a, a great quote in a movie called Angus. It's a nineties movie, I believe. But um, George C. Scott plays his kid's grandfather, and he goes, you know, Superman's not brave because he's indestructible. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true, though. Yeah. So there, there had powerful. to be fear in him when he had people who had the same powers as him. That were, and there were three of them and one of him, and he still fought them tooth and nail. And that just made it all the more exciting as a kid to watch this and say, wow, Superman really is super. And then to boot, he outsmarts them all. Oh yeah. I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great twist. Yeah. Luther, you snake. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, goes, Superman, they got you here. Yeah. What was, the, what was my favorite part of that movie is Gene Hackman's lines. He's just, he's every he stole the show, in my opinion. I just 
I love him as um, as Lex Luthor. I just had such a kick out of it. And yeah. that final battle scene, I was on board until where the people rised up to fight the three people who just killed Superman. Let's take them on. <laughs> like they just killed Superman. I think we should wait this one out. Come on, let's get them. Yeah. With what? With what? We're going to die. <laughs> they just killed Superman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but me and the stick, we'll get them for sure. <laughs> me and the stick. I've got a board with a nail. Uh-oh. Let's <laughs> get Let's get them. Let's get them. All right. I've got one for you. Well, I've got a pair of movies for you. Sticking with my horror movies that I like, Creepshow mm-hmm. and Creepshow 2. They came out in 80 and 82 and 87, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed both of them. The first one, written by Stephen King, great. The second one was different. Still, I enjoyed the stories that were in it, mm-hmm. and it, it was done very well. Uh, Tom Savini was in it. Uh, he did the special effects for it, I believe. And uh-huh. I've always enjoyed watching Tom Savini's work. I think he's one yeah, of the, he's a, he's a the, legend. the greatest legend. special effects guys out there. So, yeah. yeah, I like all his cameos in movies. It's just nice to see him on the screen. Too. I'm never disappointed yeah. to see. Uh, my, one of my favorite cameos, just off track for a second, is his cameo in Night of the Living Dead, where he plays the sheriff. Uh, of the killing of the zombies, it's just I can't quote lines. I'll, I'll hack it to death, but it's just it's one of my favorites. I got a kick out of that. Anyway, but, yeah, my favorite is uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Where oh yeah, he, he played him with a crotch gun. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Pro. I just remember yeah, he just had the crotch gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Creep Show, I did like the one with the bugs and Father's Day. I still repeat those lines every so often. Uh, but Creep Show too has a special place for me. There is a, a I want to creep show too for one particular scene or bit and that's the 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 um the raft. When they did the raft in Creep Show Two, that's why I went to the theaters to go see it. And I have to say, it's pretty much the, the short story in Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time I ever said that I like the ending of the movie than they did in the book. I thought the ending was so much better in the in the movie. And uh, the thing is, and uh, I forgot how it ended in the book. It didn't end the way where that thing came up and just scooped him up, which I thought was awesome. I forgot how he died in the book, but it wasn't like that. And uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that one. And then with other Creepshow 2, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I did appreciate that one, uh, the one about the blob in the lake in uh, the hitchhiker, but I like the Native American, the the vengeful wooden Native American. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. that was actually not bad. And I can make another one. I remember they're in pre-production to start pre-show three, and they just <sighs> pulled a plug on it. I don't know what happened. I'm sure there's a story somewhere online about it. You can look it up. But I, I know there was once upon a time they were in talks to do a uh, pre-show three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. So, what have you got? All right. This next one uh, may surprise you. It's one I did not see this movie. 
not because I wasn't a fan of the series because I didn't like the first one. And also, the ending was spoiled when I was waiting in line while I was waiting in the theater. The two guys behind me gave me a spoiler. I'm talking about Rathacon, Star Trek 2. Okay. Man, let me tell you about this movie here. Saw it in Hawaii. I remember that the Waikiki 2, I won't forget. And these two freaking Star Wars, Star Trek nerds behind me totally said, man, Star dies. Because this is like the fifth time. And I remember looking back behind me. I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen the movie yet. Like, they didn't even care. Like, yeah, who gives a kid? I'm a little kid. But shit. It was, I was a little off about it, cause I knew about how he was going to die at the end. But the only reason I saw this movie because I heard so much hype about this movie that was really good because I did not like Star Trek motion pictures. That was that was a bore fest. That was an app of just showing the Enterprise, showing the Enterprise and some Vigor stupid thing. Doesn't even matter. But I didn't know anything about Common. But come, come, tell me and tell me disagree with me. Does that movie not stand on its own? Because I had no history about Khan or any of that stuff, and I was already intrigued with this story of everything that went down. It was an awesome – it's still one of the best Star Trek movies ever. I agree with you completely. I thought Ricardo Montalban played it very well. Uh, he played off of everyone and pushed I – think, I think he pushed everyone to be better in that movie. Because he was he a was good so villain. Intense. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because uh, even if you can just on that shit with Khan, he doesn't come off as the villain. He does some messed up stuff to get his point across, but to people, he wasn't a bad guy. I mean, Captain Kurt know he's no good, and he knew that. But man, the the, the president, the dialogue, and you know, my old friend, the old thing, proverb that. Revenge is a dish best served cold. It's very cold uh, these days. <laughs> oh man, I still love when when uh, he goes. They ask him like, why you know why he's chasing him like he is. He he tasks me. He tasks me. I love those lines. And and Ricardo yeah. Montalban does them very well. Yeah, he was. I would say uh, uh, there's a word stronger than obsessed with Captain Kurt, revenge, taking his love or just taking everything. That, that he's the, the one man that beat him, put him on a plan where he could do anything. It boiled. It, I mean, it's just he just red in the face to get Captain Kurt. He's, even when he found out he was promoted, he goes, Admiral, Admiral Kirk. He's like, he was pissed. He got promoted. It was a, yeah. I love, I love, uh, I can go, uh, I can do a whole hour on Star Trek 2. Now, everybody knows I'm a Star Wars fan, but this one is definitely a movie that stands on its own because I don't think about Captain Kirk, the backstory, even Khan's character on the TV called, I guess, Spacey was the episode that he was in. And I remember mm-hmm. watching it because of this movie because I saw that the Khan. So I had to go see the episode where it came from, and it was, it was okay. But, man, Wrath of Khan. Did you know the original title of Star Trek 2? And yeah. I'll let you – there's a different title. And it makes sense when you hear the title. The original title of Star Trek II was the Kobayashi Maru of Khan. That was wow. the original title. A lot of people wouldn't have gotten that. That is why they changed it. I wish they kept it because that, that would have been a bad and It tied the whole thing at the very beginning about the Kobayashi Maru, how no one can um, is meant for you to fail. And come on, that would have been an awesome title. I wish they never changed the title on that one, but that's it. You can look it up on IMDb or whatever. 
but that was the original title. It was like it was that title for a while, and then they, I think, shortly before it was released, they changed it to the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, awesome. And of All right, course, go ahead. What about you? No, oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was going to say one more thing about that. The the famous line that uh, that Kirk yells all through space. Yeah. God. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. <laughs> But speaking of things that made me yell and giggle and squirm in my seat, I'm going to talk next about Porky's. <laughs> Porky's. Porky's. And there was a Porky's 2 and Porky's Revenge, or I guess maybe Porky's yeah. 3, whichever yeah. one you want to call it. It but, was called um, Porky's Revenge, yeah. Yeah. But uh, between 80, 81, I think, and 80, mm-hmm. then 83, then 85, all three movies were released and they just changed kind of the surface of what a teenage comedy was because they mm-hmm. went for the raunch, they went for the raunch factor really quickly. Hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot more than a lot of films had at that time. I, I, I Porky's, I, there was some funny scenes in it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but some of the some of the matters of some of the um, how can I say this? Uh, I had a hard time with the film. There are funny scenes in it, but I thought sometimes they were really cruel to each other, and some of the pranks were just to me not funny. This just me. I'm just I'm just I turned it down the movie. Um, I still love my favorite scene. In the whole movie is when Ball Bricker went into the principal office about. Getting the boys lined up because she could recognize Tabacker. That scene <laughs> is freaking hilarious. The bathroom scene is hilarious. Okay, that those are two things I could say. Yeah, those are funny. But everything with Porky's itself is it's devastating. That's nothing to do with racism and bigotry dads. There's some really hard stuff in there, man. Like I thought, I mean, it's kind of hard. I try not to down it a little bit. I'm trying not to, but I'm just trying to express how I had a hard time with this particular movie. Just, just. I'm just saying, that's all. that's all. No, I mean, I know where you're coming from because in the second one, there's the KKK, and in the third one, when Porky's Revenge comes out, uh, he wants them to, like, throw a basketball championship or something because he's been on the opposing team, and he figures he can do that because he's he's got them by the cojones. But mm-hmm. all, all of this said... Porky's kind of revolutionized what was the teenage comedy. Yeah, and I agree. I am not disagreeing at all. It definitely made a lot of money. Uh, I remember a double feature with Revenge of the Nerds, which I had a fun day watching both those movies. I was crying laughing. Yeah. Both movies. Uh, but uh, I didn't really care for next the next day, which I came to the storyline on that one was about. Um, and then, of course, she, like you said, the Porky's Revenge about throwing the basketball game. And even that, I don't remember much. I remember they were on a boat. The Porky's was, was rebuilt on a on a steamboat or whatever. <laughs> oh, and one of our constant listeners has written in. This is Josh in okay. uh, Eagle Point, Oregon. Hey, Josh. Uh, hey, Josh hey what's up, Josh? Me, Josh just reminded me of something I was going to mention, but he beat me to it. Kim Cattrall is in Porky's, and she stars as Lassie. Do you remember her? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That scene, that scene was, 
You're absolutely right. That scene was hilarious. I, I could not stop laughing on that scene either. That was a funny scene, you know, and she was hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. She still had it going on in those days. Yeah, she did. Definitely. So thanks, Josh, for for uh, for keying me in on that. Now, Tony, it is your turn. What is your next group of movies? Well, this next one, and I think uh, you agree with me, it's it's a great story. To, it's a complete package. It's beginning, middle, and end. And um, part three came out in 90, but I'm talking about Back to the Future. Back to the Future oh, 2. Man. yeah. Uh, Pack of Future 3. I mean, they're great. I mean, there's flaws in it, but it, it tied the whole story together. I would have to say, it, this has to be one of the best time travel stories ever. You know, and I, and I it, I would take a Pepsi challenge on any other time story movie you come up with that can top this particular storyline of Back to the Future. Think about this. Even now, uh, my kids would not think of me how I am now. They went back in high school days and see me because I'm not the same person I was in high school. So it's pretty cool that that's what these – the filmmakers, Bob Gale, came up with. So he's talking to his dad one time, found out he would not relate to his dad in real life, and that gave him the whole idea of Back to the Future. And there they wrote Back to the Future, him and Robert Robert whatever, I'm sorry. And it's a great movie. Back to the Future 1 is an awesome, awesome time. It's a great movie of the 80s. The DeLorean is, is, uh, is forever remembered for Back to the Future. And Marty and and Mike Brown had great chemistry. You know, J, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Great, great chemistry. Good movie. Even the bad guy was funny. He was a comic, but it was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a great anthology in in mm-hmm. film, just to sit and watch what they do, and the butterfly effect of everything that happens and how they can fix it and. It's not like today's time travel where, like, no matter what you do, something is a little bit off. You know, they just made it more subtle. Well, they made it less subtle and more cut and dry. You know, Mm -hmm. if we stop this, Biff will not own the, um, the casino, and he'll be back to being the Biff that he was. And then dad stood up to him for the first time ever in his life. And you see Doc, his reaction as soon as he says that, he goes, never? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no, why? No, don't worry about it now. Don't worry about it now, Marty. And, of course, you know, Biff yeah. ends up, you know, not, don't con me, Biff. <laughs> you're, you're right, Mr. McFly. I was just putting on the, the first coat of wax. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, come home, and all you have for me is light beer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it, it's a, it's a who's going to get the state out? <laughs> it is a great trio of movies. Uh, and if, if any one of you listening has not taken time just to sit and watch it from beginning to end, because they knew there was going to be another part. Because they said to be continued, to be continued, the end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, they they knew they wanted to tell a whole story that was too long for one film or two films, and, I, uh-huh. and they just did it well. It was pretty cool. Um, I had a uh, this is a couple of years ago, but my stepdaughter uh, never saw Back to the Future. I put the first one on, 
and she liked it. She goes, a part two? Is it is it out? I go, yeah, I can watch it right now. And we watched it. Is there part three? Can we see it? She was so sold on it. We watched all three of the movies over a weekend. She loved Back to the Future. She watched all three, one, two, and three, back to back to back, which I actually did in the theater. When, it, when, um, when part three was coming out, the, I wish I kept this T-shirt because you can see it online. It's, I saw Back to the Future back to back to back. You see the shirt online. I actually got that shirt. I saw all three of them at the same time with a, a sneak peek of the third one. I think you saw almost like a week, two weeks before it was released to the public. So we got there at 6, six o'clock, actually earlier than that, started at 6 p.m. We didn't see Back to the Future 3 until like 10.30. Oh, that, that was already done. <laughs> so I'm never going to do this again. But it was a pretty <laughs> cool experience seeing all three movies. Um, and at I, once. I, I, yeah, at once. And wow. never, never, never again. And that's the last movie marathon I ever did. I almost did Star Wars one before – Force Awakening came out. They did all six movies, which is almost mm-hmm. like 24 hours. And they're like, no, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm doing that. I would not want to see Star Wars. <laughs> Watching all six back to back to back. I was like, no, I'm going to pass. I think I'm going to pass. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so any thoughts on uh, on Back to the Future? Pretty much covered it? I think we pretty much covered it. I, I loved Back to the Future. I enjoy watching it. Whenever it's on, I'll stop and watch it. Uh, depending on uh, which one is on. Uh, it's amazing uh, some of the things that, that came from this. Like one of them, uh, that Jennifer, his girlfriend, changed yes. from the first movie to the second movie. Yeah, uh, That was one thing. And they had to, they, they, to kind of do the continuity, they did the last scene again of where he shows up and they're like, uh, what's going on, Doc, and all this? What What do we mm-hmm. turn into, you know, whatever? And it's your kids, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids. And <laughs> she's like, and, it, and then Kristen Glover would not sign on to do the second part without an immense amount of money. So he was not invited back. And they yeah. just kind of worked around it. Yeah, his and loss. He sued, he sued because they said he used they used his intellectual property, which was the character he created. And it was the first time something like that was done. I don't know how it ended up. I, 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 I'm one of those readers of news that's like, oh, that's interesting. Well, on to something else. Squirrel. <laughs> I hear you. All right. But now, speaking of a lot of great movies coming from one, talking about 1980s, Friday the 13th. Now. Friday the 13th. Hear me out. I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is by far the creepiest one. I think. Uh, Again, it's, it's the old, um, the old adage of first out of the gate is the best. Yes. Uh, The killer is of course, who? I'm not giving up. I don't do spoilers. No. Oh. <laughs> it's all the first one, though. It yeah. was a great uh, The mom. The mom, Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. Because, uh, and we don't, all we know about Jason is that he died in the lake and this and that. And, uh, but it was a scary movie. There were so many cool things about it. And, uh, like the thunderstorm that comes right before you discover who the real killer is. And, 
mm-hmm. uh, people disappearing. It's kind of like that um, that Agatha Christie novel, uh, and then there were none, or, or then there was one, or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. When when uh, you know people are just disappearing, and you count down, and uh, it's a huge body count. They do original ways of killing people, and then comes yep. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is a spry Jason Voorhees who shows up and starts killing everything moving. And this guy killed people on into the 2000s with um, Friday 13th. Um, what, what was that? Uh, X where Jason I would, space. I, I, okay. <laughs> I, I would, I'm trying to be cool right now, but I, I have comments. So I'm just waiting for okay. you to do your thing. All right. Okay. No, here, that, okay. That was good. Okay, here I go. I agree with you. The first Friday the 13th was pretty cool. Even when I watched the end of the movie, I said, I spared nothing but jump out of that damn water. And yeah. even when, when, it, and when it happened, I still freaked out because I didn't expect that to come out of the water. So that was freaking cool. I thought the mom was going to jump out headless. I don't know, but I didn't expect a little kid coming jumping out of the water and grabbing her. Okay, now the only thing I like about Friday the 13th Part 2 is that they killed the only survivor from the first movie. That was crazy. I like yeah. that. And I like that. It started out like that. All right. But after that, you lost me. <laughs> well, he got you his iconic mask in part three. All which, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which may, which is famous now, you know? Mm-hmm. True. I'm and, not, I'm not doubting that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And of course, it went with the uh, the thing at the time, which came back again in the two thousands, which was three D. Yeah, it was, it was a little bad. A little, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a fad during that time. There was a couple of horror movies, and movies came out in three D. That was another one. We, we, another one we can talk about a little bit later is Jaws, because Jaws three was three D. But yes. uh, but uh, I don't know Friday the Thirteenth. It just it sticks with you. The whole thought that no pun intended. Yeah, (laughs) really sticks you in the gut. No, but um, it um, it was a it was a game changer for horror movies in a way that, um, like Michael Myers was after like one person apparently, and he kept going after her. Jason killed whatever, whoever, whenever he wanted to. And that, that's yes. what made him different from all these others. Like the Freddy versus Jason fiasco, which I'll call it that. I didn't I, – I watched it, thought it was okay. I had a signed uh, CD or signed DVD uh, cover from Robert Englund that I lost somewhere along the way. But anyway, that's beside the point. <sighs> But uh, it was it was very visceral. Friday Thirteenth was very visceral. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. So, I, have a, I have a trivia question for you. Okay. The most famous actor or actress that was in a Friday Thirteenth movie. Kevin Bacon. Is that your final guess? I'm trying to think. Were there any others? Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kevin Bacon. Nah, I was trying. I was trying to throw him off. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and just I didn't know this, but the original, the first survivor of of the Friday Thirteenth movie, she died two years ago. 
I didn't know that. that. I thought she died back in 82. No? No. Hello? (laughs) Is this thing on? Hello? All right, that was Ryan. They heard me shake my head. They they heard me shake my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let them go, people. Don't pay attention. All right, this next one here is one of my all-time favorite movie trilogies. Uh, well, I, no, that's not true. I like two of the three or four. And this is going to be Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, count 89. Now, now they have a sequel uh, back in, I want to say, 84, 83. I don't remember when Indiana Jones and The Temple of Doom came out. But The Last Crusade is probably, it's up there with the first Raiders Lost Ark. It's a good movie. It's it's what I love about Indiana Jones, which is my all-time favorite movie. Yes, I'm a Star Wars fan to the day I die, but I love Rare Sauce over Star Wars any day. I love Star Wars as a franchise. Part of the movie standing alone is going to be Indiana Jones and, and Rare Lost Ark. But The Last Crusade, great story. Sean Connery kills it as his dad. It's a great adventure. I saw this movie two weeks ago. That's I'm the Again, I saw the movies from beginning to end just two weeks ago. I love The Last Crusade. Hmm. <laughs> I am I I appreciate that about you is that when you find something you like, you're like, I will defend it to the end. You shall not pass without hearing my opinion. But uh I I liked it too. Uh Raise the Lost Ark, I enjoyed. Uh Lost Crusade, is that was that, was that it? Yeah, that's uh, one. John Connery, the third one. I think that one is my favorite, and it's because of Sean Connery. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, addition to the story, it didn't it didn't take away uh, Harrison's performance as Indy, enhanced it. Like who else than? Re- James Bond be the father of, of Indiana Jones. Because that's what you're thinking. <laughs> you you yeah. think about that, right? You know that's why they cast him. He's James Bond. It makes sense. Because that was the whole idea of of Indiana Jones' character. I mean, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg said that. They want a James Bond-like character in the serial. That's what, that's what the whole series is about. You know, the Raiders Lost Stark and Indiana Jones. So why not put an iconic character such as Sean Connery as Indy's dad? A no-brainer, people. That's a no-brainer. That's awesome. Great yeah. story. Great, great story. I enjoy that one a lot. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, I will fight to the tooth and nail. Anything with Indiana Jones, except for I can't. I can't. Okay, I can't apologize for the even numbers. That's going to be the two and four. That's going to be the Temple of Doom <laughs> and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I, I I, don't know what to say, people. I can't defend that movie. They had a refrigerator, a nuke fridge. I can't fight it. I can't support it. I cannot defend it. <laughs> all you have to say is nuke fridge, my friend. I, all you have to say is nuke fridge. I, I fold. I'm done. I can't argue that. It's, 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 I can't. I just can't. <laughs> In the theater, I shook my head. That, that did that just happen? Did he really survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator? Okay, all right. <laughs> let's, let's act like that. Didn't let's happen. move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got next. Right. We got next. All right. Next, uh, since we're rounding up to about maybe fifteen minutes or so, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with Guns a Blazing and one of my favorite movies. 
of um, done by this guy. Started <laughs> the series started in 1976. Spinoff or sequel, as, as you might call it, was in 2016. Mm. Oh, I know you you're know going. I know. That, I know. Yeah, I know exactly. Should I say it, or you want me to let you get, have the honors? I will let you do the honors, my friend, because it is Mad Max to the Road Warrior. No, that was a no? good guess. No, what? Nineteen seventy-six, Rocky. That came Rocky. out seventy-six. Yep, nineteen seventy-six wow. was Rocky. Seventy-nine was Rocky two. So now, since we're talking about the eighties, Rocky three with Mr. T. In, in 1982 was Rocky III. Rocky IV, Rocky. probably one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. We already discussed that against, one. Yeah, against Ivan Draga. <laughs> I will break, break you. you. He dies, he <laughs> dies. He dies, he yeah. dies. Because you supersized my Big Mac for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in 85. In 90 mm-hmm. was Rocky V. Then come... About 17 years later, in 2007, was Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Then, there, then there was um, uh, well, is it, is before it? Rocky Balboa, there was oh, um, Creed. which one? Creed. Yeah, Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed was just came out, but Rocky Balboa came out, and then there was. Um, I think that's it. Man. I think it was another one. No, they got Rocky Five, then Rocky Balboa, then Creed. That was it. You, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll take a Pepsi challenge on that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Rocky Four. Let's see. There is the one with. Doo, doo, doo. I'm gonna have to look this up. Why don't you right, move on so, to the next one? No, we didn't talk about Rocky Three. We even talked about it. Okay, Rocky Three uh, was a great film in that it created this almost impossible tough guy in Mr. T that everybody hated. You don't think he's a great actor until you realize how many people hated that guy after that movie. I mean, really? he, he just yeah. You don't think he's a good actor? You know, you talking about you talking about Mr. T. He's a bad actor. <laughs> no, we're talking I, about. I, we're, no, sure what I'm saying page. is, I think I think he's a good actor because of what he pulled out of that performance and okay. made people believe. Does that make oh, more okay. sense now? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yes, I agree. I do agree. I mean, he just he made people just want to. Just run after him, beat him down, beat him up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the first film, they wanted either, um, I think it was Burt Reynolds to play Rocky. Uh, Ryan O'Neill. Or Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill was a professional mm-hmm. boxer. Yep. And also, Tom Selleck was a four, too. Wow. Yep. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, you know, Sylvester Stallone stuck to his guns. He wrote it. He starred in it. And it 
turned it into a career for himself and a, a great career because the older he got, the better he got at acting. Um, mm-hmm. The speech he does in Rocky Balboa uh, about, um, you know, life's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep coming. That's a great speech. It's a great speech. As much as true. Yeah. But um, the Rocky series has been entertaining people since I was four years old on to now. Yeah. I will definitely say that I did like Rocky III. Uh, Balboa and the Mr. T fights were pretty cool. I love the fact there was like three fights in that movie. You had the one with Thunderlips. Then you got the first fight with uh, Clever Lang and the, the, the final rematch. I mean, it was a, a great movie. I like Rocky Three. Is, I mean, but then they made Rocky Four, which we're not going to go into. But I'm fine with two oh, and three. <laughs> I'm not going well, down that path again. I'm okay, <laughs> I, I'll stay on that path for just a moment and just say that it was it's uh, indicative of the time period that it was made in. I MTV, yeah, that's why I had a problem with it. MTV yeah. was really popular. Yes. So what did they do? They made a lot of montages. Yes. And um, a lot of, um, but it was good music. I've always liked the music that Ivan, I, I, no, what's his name? Erwin uh, Winker. Decola? Decola? Something like that. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking, but go ahead. Well, I'm saying it did have a good, uh, I liked, I'm, I'm sticking with Rocky 3. I'm not touching Rocky 4. I, I Ah. <laughs> okay, go positive. ahead. Stay positive. So uh, you can see the Rocky movies. Yes, uh, two and three are pretty good, and the rest are, you know, hey, if you have a problem with bowel movements, watch Rocky Four. You'll clear yourself out really, really, really convenient. It's it's uh-huh. good. Stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right, I got time one more. I got time for. Uh, I do have one. I'm gonna go right for the one of my favorite. I do have. If we have time, I'll mention. But I'm gonna have to mention this one. My favorite of the sequels of the 90, of the 80s is going to be, of course, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Any Star Wars fan, anybody with with great writing, a good story, um, with great characters, you get a product like this. Is someone? I mean, come on! It's hard to top one of the biggest hits of you know 70s Star Wars. But they found a way to do it with Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. You get one of the biggest reveals in movie history. I mean, keeping that under wraps. I was blown away when they revealed that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Oh, well. But I was blown away by that fact. I could say he's lying to him. He is not true. There's no way. <laughs> but then again, what, what do I have to back that theory up? None. <laughs> wow. But the man, fact that oh the, all our heroes, as I got older, I started realizing what I liked about the movie. What I really liked about this is that we learned all these characters in the first movie. So we have an idea who's Han Solo, who's Car- I mean, Princess Leia, R2-D, C-3PO, Luke Skywalker. And they're all separated in this movie. And they have their own little stories, but it somehow it comes back together at the end. And that's why I love this so much because I want to get back to the other story. So I want to have, I want to know what's going on with Han and Leia. Okay, now I want to know what's going on with Luke. You're going back and forth because you're so intrigued with the storyline. It just worked. I love it. And the fact that Billy Dee Williams, we weren't sure he was good or bad, which really helped to, to tell that part of the story. 
it was a well put together film. Love Empire Strikes Back, and, you, and I'll take you know, I'll challenge anybody on this movie here. I'm good. I'm well, good. As you know, I'm pretty fresh on that movie because I watched it for the first time about a month ago. <sighs> He's lucky we're still friends. He don't know how lucky. Yeah, <laughs> he kept that quiet all these years. <laughs> no, I'm a Star Wars fan because surprised I would. You know what? Throw that on at my house anytime. What? You just see Empire Strikes Back? We're watching it now. We're gonna put it. You stay right here. <laughs> And probably that never came up in conversation all these years. I would have, we would have stopped everything and watched that. I would have watching it right now, right now. We're watching it. We're watching it right now. Get the popcorn and sodas. We're watching this one. There we go. (laughs) All right, another one I want to mention uh, is the Karate Kid. Uh, It spawned, of course, the Karate Kid Part Two, Karate Kid Part Three, and the next Karate Kid. Uh, my favorite of them all is probably one, then two, and then the others kind of fall off the chart for me. But I really enjoyed the first one. I'll, I will, and you can ask my family, I will stop and watch this anytime it's on. Which one? Any of them? No, the first one. Okay, for, okay yeah, okay. I, yeah, the first one is awesome. I love the first one. Okay. The first one is um, really awesome. And my cousin Jess, who did like Taekwondo when we were when we were kids, he said, The karate kid, this movie's gonna suck. It's gonna be horrible. Well look at us now, Jess. Look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, okay. giant now. <laughs> I love the first karate kid. Mm-hmm. Movie, I really, really did take out of it. No pun, pun intended. Uh, I like the second Cry Kid because it was filmed in Hawaii, and that's it. <laughs> it was. A, I, I, it, I did like the girl because I had a thing for Asian women, women, which is no secret. And that's the only two things I like about this movie. I was mad that she was in part three because I want more of that Asian chick from Cry Kid Part Two. But she went off to Japan to do thing. That's what she said in the movie. And says, so "Why are we going there?" Why are we still here? Let's go after the AJ. What are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> then oh, I was removed boy. from the theater. Then I was removed from the theater from there. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> no, I just, I think I, there was a lot of problems with Cry Kid too. I think it was forced to be made into a sequel because I don't think it needed to be told. I'm being honest here. This mm-hmm. is an example. The Cry Kid pretty much told the story that needed to be told. This is an example of a film that did not need to be made. Can you tell me why they had to make a part two? Did it need to be carried on? Now, you can do it with any – a lot of movies, you can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that will be my same argument with those films, that some movies doesn't need to have a sequel. They make them because they made so much money. Hey, if we make a half a decent film, we'll make our money up the first weekend, and that's all that matters. And that's my problem sequel because it was just money kerning machine just get them out there the audience will get it we'll make our money back over the long run it's just a product of our company and cry wow. two and three I, i'm sorry i'm just I, I keep it real i just i no, just had issues I, I'm, with the I'm thinking of what you're saying and i completely agree with you uh you know you could say it's a continuation of life but why does he keep running into the exact same story over and over mm. You and know, yeah, and the whole shouldn't yeah. be that way, you know, because like I tell my wife, if some if you see something in a movie, it's there on purpose. Like someone who stares at the camera or uh, a certain colored jacket or something like that. 
it's there on purpose. It's not done accidentally. Mm-hmm. So to run into the same story over and over with the same character, Daniel LaRusso, mm-hmm. underdog of the world, will kick anybody's butt at karate. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but exactly. I love the first one. I mean, I'll, 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 I will always watch it. It's always good. Mm-hmm. All right. You've got another one, my friend. I think I'm going to start wrapping her up. Yeah, I'm just going to do an honorable mention because I want you to do one more. But I'm just going to mention this one here real quickly. Um, I love this movie. I didn't expect it to be this great. It's going to be Aliens, the sequel Aliens. What I like about this film because they did not try to make it like the first movie. And that's why I like it so much because the first one is a horror movie. Okay. And I like the fact the second one, okay, we know these aliens out here. So what we're going to do, we're going to bring the Marines in here and we're going to take out these bugs. Awesome movie. Aliens rock. They knew how to make a sequel. They were able to move the story forward and do something different, not a horror. Let's do action adventure, and that's why it worked. Nice. Okay, well, you know, we've been talking about a lot of sequels and a lot of movies. But one thing we, we haven't talked about thus far is the best sequel of an okay movie. <laughs> but uh, this was a great movie. It stood alone. It's a lot of fun. It's a musical. Those of you who know me know what I'm talking about, and that is Grease 2. Uh, what? What'd you oh, say? Oh, come on. Grease 2 was <laughs> awesome. Let's Grease do two. it for our country. Reproduction. Um, who's that guy? Cool writer. I can name them all, buddy, and I can sing them. Yeah, listen to those titles. They're the worst. Cool rider reproduction. Oh, my favorite one of them all is uh, 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 I'm your girl of all seasons. That's all you know. That's yeah, but you know what? You know them, don't you? Uh-huh. It, you know what? You like from hanging out with you, loser. <laughs> no, no. What happened is, you know how there's a bad experience in your life is embedded in your brain, and you wish you can just, you're like in the shower scrubbing it off. You're trying to get that dirt off of you. That's Grease 2 to me. It's it's a terrible movie. You should be ashamed of yourself. Even... Thank God we ran out of time. <laughs> Whatever. Grease 2 is awesome. People, if you haven't watched it, watch it you'll thank me now if you think we missed anything or any movies that you like hit us up um you can reach us at me at aleman underscore ii at twitter uh or uh you can reach me via my website at juanalemanii.com send us you know ideas of what you'd like to hear about or if we missed out on some sequels that you think hey you guys obviously are lacking in the knowledge department. Let us know. How can they reach you, Tony? They can reach me at Tony Score Lamar, and you can send your apologies to Juan about liking Grease 2. <laughs> I will forward those messages over to him. I understand. He needs therapy, but it's okay. He's my friend, and we'll let go. I'm still not happy about the whole Empire thing. He kept that for me for many years, and we'll discuss privately about that later. But until next time, people, I'll say thank you for letting me hang out with you, Juan. I always have a good time on your show, and uh, I'll let you give us a, a send out. All right, people. It's been great being with you for another hour, over another week. 
We'll see you uh, hopefully next week. If not, it's because I'm shooting a movie. And then we'll catch you the next week. Send us those ideas. Peace.